Hi everyone, welcome to this edition of Human Wisdom Live. And we're going to talk today about stress, um, which affects 75, well, 80% of us really, and can cause all sorts of problems as we will talk about. My guest today is Dominic Curran, who is also the Head of Education for Human Wisdom. And so a little bit about the Human Wisdom Project first before we start. So as you know, I used to be a spine surgeon, left that career to start this project. And our aim really is to help make the world a better place by helping each person access their own wisdom through a deeper self-understanding. So Dominique, what would you welcome, first of all, and do you want to introduce yourself and how we got started, you and I? Uh, yeah, so I was um, for 25 years in uh, primary education, 12 of those as a head teacher, and uh, I left last year um, to, um, well, to, to aim to make a difference in the world. And we met um, actually around a year ago now, Manish. Um, and uh, we discussed this, uh, the, the Human Wisdom Project. Manish asked me to come on board. Um, from, from my perspective, um, well, two things. Obviously, being in education for 25 years, um, it's quite a stressful position being a head teacher. And uh, the one thing that made a difference to me um, when I looked at the stresses um, from accountability system, the paperwork, the parents, the pupil behavior, that on, on the surface created a lot of stress for me. And I got to a point where I knew something had to change. And I knew um, from the deeper wisdom within that what wasn't going to change was the behavior of the pupils, parental problems, paperwork, that all carries on, life carries on. But the thing that made the difference was this, as Manoj says, this journey of self-understanding. And the phrase that I use is, the job didn't change, but I did. So the job stayed the same. There were still the, um, the usual things to do. However, the stress that I'd felt before, before this understanding um, was great. And the the deeper I went into this self-understanding of where stress actually comes from, um, the less um, it, it appeared in my life. And then the other side of things is from an educational point of view, we teach our children all around, all about the world around them, but we don't teach them the thing that makes the greatest difference, which is what's happening in here, what's happening inside. Um, you talk about the stress doesn't come from the event itself. So, I'm you know, overwhelmed with workload. I have relationship difficulties. Um, and your suggestion here is that the stress that I feel isn't coming from the workload or the exam that I'm facing or the relationship that other person isn't to blame for my stress. Um, what have you got to say about that? Yes, I know. This is the biggest challenge we all face. Because so often we'll hear people say, oh, my job is stressful, or my relationship is stressful. And that's just to realize this is how the mind is wired, the human mind. So there's a trigger on the outside, then there's a reaction on the inside, but we don't see the reaction. All we see is the trigger. So we assume that's what's caused our stress. But if you take a traffic jam, not everybody in that traffic jam is stressed. So it's our reaction to that event that's actually responsible for our own stress because so many people won't be stressed at all. 
But we need to move away from responsibility and blame. But what we're trying to do is to say, okay, if that was a trigger that caused my stress, I can't change the trigger, but what can I do to change my reaction? Because if I change my reaction as you did to your teaching, the stress can disappear. And that's a skill we can all learn and which is what we're trying to share through the Human Wisdom app and the Human Wisdom Project. Okay, so let's explore four hidden drivers or these hidden drivers in our thinking that can cause this stress um, and five ways in which it could be prevented. So, Dominic, what do you think are the advantages of having a regular breathing exercise that you can follow and practice through the day? I think the, the phrase that, I, that I've often used, and I, and I still do actually, is it's the power of the pause. Um, you know, you, you spoke, manage about these things that trigger reactions within us. And, and it can happen in an instant. You know, it, it can happen before we realize it, that, you know, these feelings can come up. And rather than reacting straight away, something like a regular breathing exercise um, can give us that pause and give us that calm space um, before we begin to, to react, before we act upon our feelings, emotions and thoughts. Um, so I'm a big believer in that. And as we've just seen there, it, you're talking about a minute or two, um, and that can be slotted into any time during the day. Yes. So I do this breathing exercises anytime. Like I do it four or five times a day. It only takes a few minutes. And once you get used to it, then when a feeling of stress arises, you can breathe into that feeling. You can be with it. And it just gives you that little bit of space and a pause, as you said, before the reaction kicks in. All right. So that's the first thing we can do to prevent stress. And it's a skill we can all learn. We can all practice, do it anytime. It doesn't have to be in the morning or evening. Um, just walking to work, you know, just take five minutes from your desk and so on. Okay, now we're going to explore three hidden patterns of thinking that contribute to our own stress. By this, we mean these are things that are going on in our thinking that we're not aware of most of the time, but all of them can contribute to our stress. So the first of these is conditioning. So do you want to start that or ruling, Dominic, explain what conditioning is, and then we'll give you some examples. Uh, yeah, so well, there's, there's so much to cover within conditioning, but, but really what we're talking about is, you know, the experience of our life, our upbringing, the content of our memory, the context we live in, the environment, so many aspects of, of who we are uh, as a person. Um, so we could talk, we could talk all all day actually about all aspects of that however just just a few simple simple examples i suppose um you mentioned in the video about uh, the the difference between how we want things to be and how they are uh, and and what's interesting for me is stress stress can be brought about by our reaction in very different ways to very different events something that other people might think uh, are very uh, well trivial uh, other people may react in a, in a much deeper way and can cause stress. Um, one, one simple example 
that you may have heard before is uh, the dishwasher, you know, um, stacking the dishwasher, putting things in a certain order in order to make sure they are done in the correct way, according to how I believe the dishwasher should be stacked. And if I see that somebody doesn't stack it the way I expect, the way I want that to yeah, be stacked, then obviously I can react in a certain way that can create a, a stress reaction within me because that doesn't happen. Yes, quite right. So we're not aware that we're conditioned. That's the first thing. And yet we all become attached to our condition. And one example, as Dominique said, is how I like the dishwasher to be stacked. Or for example, if I've come from a family where my wife did, where my mom did all the cooking and I get married, I expect my wife to do all the cooking and she doesn't. And that difference between how things are and how I want them to be can cause stress. So our conditioning, which is unconscious and we're not aware of it, sets up all the ways we want the world to be. And if it's any different to that, that's when we have this stress reaction. So it's our own unconscious conditioning, which we're attached to, that can be responsible for our stress. Another example could be, you know, I grew up always waking up at seven in the morning and my son is still in bed at 12 in the afternoon. Uh, and I react by getting upset with him and saying, you know, and, and we, we kind of have an argument. I think it's his... Yes. Sorry, I'm just just interesting when you when you say this. We're talking about what appear on the outside to be trivial trivial incidents, and I and I think back to to kind of my working environment, feeling overwhelmed with you know the the amount of work that I had to do, which for me feels like oh no, that's not trivial. That's a much bigger thing. So no wonder I'm stressed. But I suppose what you're pointing to is the process itself, regardless yes. of the event the circumstances, the process itself is this hidden process. And that's yes. the thing that we're pointing to. Yes, just to wake up and and you can, you can understand what's happening with a simple question, which opens the door to wisdom. What's going on in my mind to make me react in this way? So if my son's not getting up on time or my wife's not cooking or whatever, if I ask myself what's happening in my thinking to make me feel this way, that then opens a door to wisdom. And I see, ah, it's my conditioning. It's me. It's not them. And that's the biggest difference. And my stress just dissolves. Okay. Point two. Um, and, sorry. sorry, yeah, I was, yeah, I was just going to ask just another hidden driver that we that we have uh, that we've spoken about as well is um, comparison. Yes. How does comparison play a role in, uh, in so, this? So, say... Uh, my friend Gopalan in Singapore now has just said he's going to Finland to see the Northern Lights and Norway. And I've never been. And suppose I can't afford to go. And then suddenly I start feeling jealous, envious, and I start getting upset with Gopalan for making me feel that way. We stop talking. We're all friends, but suddenly I stop. I start avoiding him. And then I start feeling inadequate. Oh, I'm just an ordinary school teacher. I can't afford these holidays. What am I doing with my life? And the whole cycle goes on. And I start getting really stressed. But pause and just ask the same question again. What's happening 
in my thinking to make me feel this way. I realize my mind is comparing all the time, but I'm not aware of it. So it's not Gopalan and his holiday. It's me and my mind comparing all the time that's making me stressed. Can you think of another example where comparison operates, Dominic? Oh, um, well, actually, speaking from an educational perspective, um, unfortunately, what I'm what I'm seeing now, especially having left the profession and I'm looking back at it, is that comparisons actually built into our education system around the world. Yes, you know. So you know, one one child who is uh, assessed and and comes out with a a lower score in maths, let's say, and let's say that those results are shared across the the, the class. You're automatically comparing yourself, saying, "Oh well, I'm therefore not as good at maths as another child, or therefore I'm no good at maths at all." So it's built into the system. Yes, um, and and I think that's a really important thing that we need to again make people aware of. Yes, you know, I asked a young girl. I said, "How would your life change if you were in charge, and your mind only compared itself with others?" when you needed to, when it served you. And she said, I would be free. Because this simple thing of waking up to realizing how our mind compares can help us dissolve so much of the stress that we feel. Social media, you know, how many likes we have and other people have and what they're wearing and all of that stuff um, causes just so much distress. Okay, one more. Um, there are about 15 ways in which the mind can contribute to our own stress. But let's take one more, Dominic, which is um, come, what others think of us. It's um, such a big driver of our own stress, isn't it? It is actually, yeah. Um, and I think the point to make here as well, an important point, is this is automatic. Again, it's this hidden process. You know, we're not in control of this. This is something that's automatic so actually one of the things that comes up immediately is i'm i'm part of this presentation amongst the people who are here and i, I can almost feel myself thinking mm -hmm. i want everybody to like me here i want everybody to think i've done a good job mm -hmm. so i want i want almost as though i want everybody here i want gopalan to say Dominic, you did a great job there. And then, and oh, that, that, that's that external validation that, that makes me know that I'm okay. Yes. So um, to wake up and realize what our mind is doing. And by the way, it's the human mind. It's not you personally. That we want something on the outside to make us feel good on the inside. And when we don't get that, that can cause stress. Or the anxiety around it can also cause stress. What other people are thinking, you're in school or whatever. And as you say, if you're a leader, can you imagine if you're a political leader? I don't think you sleep at all because you're constantly worried what other people are thinking and you want to control what other people are thinking. And of course that's impossible, right? So that's why we have all think, these PR think, agencies and so on. And, and you know, one of the things I mentioned there, if I'm waiting for Gopalan to, to, to validate me and say that I've got a good job, then actually I'm giving <laughs> him the, uh, the key to my happiness. I, uh, my happiness therefore comes from somebody else saying something good about me. Yes, you know? yes. 
And just to wake up and realize this is what our mind is doing. That we are giving other people the keys to our happiness. And can we use our wisdom to feel good about ourselves inside without relying on other people? Because that's just contributing to the stress that we feel. Manish, can I ask you then, that's a big ask that you've said there, that, that I'm supposed to accept myself. Yes. And is that one of the one of the next keys to yes so we so the fifth so we've talked about breathing exercises conditioning comparison and we've talked about what others think of us and number five in our list of what we can do to avoid stress is acceptance so what we're saying is that if stress is just the difference between how things are and how we want them to be we can't change how things are, which change other people, circumstances, how much money we have. One thing we've talked about is changing our reaction through understanding, conditioning, comparison, all of that. But another simple thing we can do is practice acceptance. If we can accept things as they are, our stress can dissolve. And it's just worth asking ourselves when we are stressed, can I accept things as they are? Does it matter? Think of an example you could share, Dominic. Um, actually, I don't know if it's a specific example as, as, as opposed to what really stood out for me in the video when you, when you mentioned about removing the labels. Look without, just remove the labels for one moment. Yes. And it's, and it's this almost judgment of I'm good, I'm bad, I'm right, I'm wrong when we look at something. So, I, you know, I go back to the example I said at work, you know, I've got all of this work to do and if I don't do it and I don't do it well, then other people will look at me and, and you know, whereas if I look at it and just remove those labels, as you say, remove the need for the good, bad, right or wrong, and just accept the situation as it is. That feels like it gives me clarity. It gives me a greater ability to, to tackle the situation as it is or to learn from that situation as it is, yes. rather than being buried in it. Yes. Just the, the hardest thing to do, by the way, is the simplest thing, which is to take ownership that, ah, this feeling is a reaction from me and the only thing I can change is myself and learn about myself. So what can I learn about myself from this reaction? But in terms of preventing, if we can practice acceptance in small things, then we can practice acceptance in the big things. You know, my wife has left me. She loves somebody else. Fine. All I can do is accept it's happened. Can I change anything? No. Or someone I love has died or I've lost my job. Those are the big things. But if I start with small things like how someone's stacking the dishwasher or my son not waking up at, you know, uh, till 12 in the afternoon or whatever it might be. So this acceptance can dissolve stress, but also acceptance of ourselves as we are, of other people as they are, and of situations that we find ourselves in. For example, 
a traffic jam. The point you alluded to, Dominic, is another fantastic way to end stress, but it's probably too much to get into the call here, but I'll take you to the web app and show you where you can learn more about it, which is to meet that feeling of stress without language. Right. And what do I mean by that? You know, when you watch a bird flying across the sky, you don't really need to name that bird. You just watch it. You're not thinking, you're just watching. Now, for stress to continue, you need the oxygen of thinking to keep it alive. So if you can meet stress without thinking, it dissolves straight away. It's a skill to learn, and it's something that you have to practice. And I'm going to show you where you can learn more about that. And again, we're just going to use um, the app as... Um, a way of um, highlighting that. So this was the first section. It's completely free, by the way, to download and browse. There's a daily practice. Um, these are the personalized for you sections. Uh, they're life stories, an online journal. So we've got a new section called guided questions. So if you're stressed here, for example, it's like a little coach in your pocket. There are 12 questions you can answer. And at the end of it, hopefully you'll get a different perspective on stress. They're short videos, podcasts, global events, and so on. So this is a 10-minute video on 14 things you can do right now if you're stressed. Um, life stories, short videos, the calm mind I showed you. Here, there's a detailed module on stress called Living with Wisdom in the Living for Wisdom, uh, with Wisdom section. And for example, how 14 ways you can respond to stress with your own wisdom. So that's the key thing. So the app helps you become your own teacher. Um, so, and then how to manage all your emotions, which can be stressful, understand how your mind works. And this is where we talked about conditioning, which is past influences. Um, so that's our, how our conditioning operates uh, in us and it's explored in detail, how the mind compares all the time and so on. We've just launched something new, which is called the Partnership Program. And uh, I'd encourage you all to have a look. Uh, it's about helping us spread this wisdom to the world and sharing the benefits of that with our users. So the details are in here. I'll let you um, explore that in detail for yourself. The mind is just reactive and the reactions come from all our past conditioning. But the beauty of that understanding is you also realize that it's the same in the other person. <laughs> mm. So when someone else is reacting and losing it, and as you realize, one well, number one, they have no control. Mm. Number two, they have no awareness. Right? So you just have to let things simmer down. If you react to their reaction, well, you're just going to keep that ball rolling and make it worse. So thanks for that. Lynn, Lynn joins us from Chicago. Good morning. Hello. Good morning for me anyway. Um, uh, I am a life coach, a human wisdom coach, and my niche is grief and loss. Um, I also teach tapping to help people calm their nervous system under stress. That's a little context for what I'd like to share today. I have three thoughts. Yeah. One is that our culture, we stress has become a badge of honor. 
you know, I'm so stressed. It's sort of this measure of how well we're doing. Yes. You know, we don't go around saying, oh, everything's cool and I'm calm and collected. It's, you know, we get, it's like we get points for that. So I think there's some benefit to changing our language about this. Mm-hmm. You know, we say, it, you know, with young children, oh, you made me so mad. But the truth is, if we were better at really expressing that, saying, what you just said really triggered something in me. And I need a moment to kind of figure out what's going on with me. So Dominic, your your thought about, you know, why we don't teach some of these things to younger and younger people um, is it's a challenge and I think a, an invitation for the Human Wisdom Project. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, the second thing is, um, this conditioning, this storing of information is self-protective, you know? So we store, I have this lovely visual aid, we store information and often it's subconscious because we have that primitive part of our brain that scans the horizon for danger. Hmm. And so we store that information because we don't want to be that stressed again. But it really then takes over in a subconscious way. We don't even know we're acting out of that conditioning. And that's why um, what um, Gopalan said earlier about um, this awareness and this examination is so crucial. And the last thing I want to say is this idea of awareness, making it more separate from us. So that it's, oh my gosh, there's that part of me that goes into judgment. There's that part of me that wants to worry. There's that part of me so that, so that it becomes something um, separate from us and not so much, you know, that, that idea that, oh my gosh, you, you make me so stressed out. I think that was another thought that I had. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I like that last one particularly, which is it's happening to me. Do you see what I mean? It's not me. This is how my mind is working. It's conditioned. It's all of those things. I particularly like two things. One was that the people who come into your life come to teach you something. So when you're stressed, what can you learn about? So stress is an opportunity for learning. We never see it as that. But if we can see it as that, then of course it can completely transform our own lives. But the other thing you brought out was that when you're stressed, you can't think straight. And so therefore, it's a really good reminder to us all that perhaps we shouldn't be making any decisions, any big decisions about ourselves or others in that situation of stress, whatever it is, you know. It comes when we're stressed, we make a decision based on fear. Hmm. And fear-based decisions (laughs) rarely, rarely end well yes to realize that the feeling of anxiety or fear may be real or stress is real but the danger it's pointing to may not be true because our brain assumes what we feel is true but if you examine it you realize that's not always the case right so to ask yourself is the danger real and quite often, as you may have just realize, it's not real. You know, somebody's not attacking you or, or you're not in any danger. 
The second point I think is that all these skills need to be practiced before the event, the breathing, the going deeper, the understanding, the journaling, going into the app, looking, learning, so that when the test comes, when stress arrives, you've got all these tools in your toolbox, if you like, to, to deal with things in a much better way. All right, Dominic, do you want to um, have anything to add before we close? Um, no, I think there's been so many great points raised, um, great ideas raised as well. Um, what comes back to me, um, and, I, and I speak personally here, the, the, the thing that made the greatest difference to me was the journey of self-discovery, was understanding myself and understanding how the mind works in order to help me. So it wasn't the job that changed. It wasn't out them out there that changed. It wasn't the circumstances that changed. It was me that changed. And this is what we're pointing to for me. This is just a journey of this self-discovery, self-understanding in order to make, uh, to, to become the best version that we can be in order to make the difference in others. Yes, and just to remind ourselves that this stress is damaging our health, reducing our lifespan, and of course, affecting all our relationships. So it's really urgent that we do something about it. And what human wisdom offers is one way of not only dealing with the acute situation when it rises, but then to go deeper, say to understand how your mind's comparing or it's conditioned for lasting benefit. So I'd just like to end by uh, thanking everyone, firstly, for coming and sharing your insights and to remind everyone the five things we talked about that can help prevent stress. First is a regular breathing exercise or breathing and do it regularly. Just pick one that works for you. Second, to understand yourself and the hidden patterns in your thinking. And today we talked of three, conditioning, comparison, and how the mind seeks approval from others to feel good about itself. And lastly, the number five was practicing uh, acceptance in small ways. And then if you can do it in small things, when the big challenges arrive, you're ready, you can practice it in the big challenges too. So thank you very much, everyone, for your time this afternoon. And um, we look forward to seeing you on future calls. This podcast comes to you from the Human Wisdom Project. To find out more about stress or any of the issues we've discussed, please visit our website, humanwisdom.me or download the Human Wisdom app. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.